0: This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... On today's show, we are going to be talking with a gentleman who is a master at taking CEOs and people with lots of, uh, responsibilities and problems and, uh, which goes also with burnout and fatigue and all kinds of different stuff. And he's going to be talking to us about all of that. He's got a new book that's coming out and, uh, we're going to be talking about that as well. But first, Nathan, how
1: are you? Good doing well, Kevin. And you sound a little bit under the weather today. Everything okay? Catch a little cold? (laughs)
0: ca kind of, apparently my computer caught a bit of a cold and is not functioning the way that it's supposed to, so I'm on the phone talking to you right now because of the magic of what W can do, and so uh, we'll be doing that until I can uh, bring my system back up, and then we will play uh, the way we're
1: supposed to. That sounds great. Hopefully it doesn't take too long, maybe just a couple minutes at tops.
0: I'm that's what I'm hoping but you know sometimes the computer gods just don't smile on you the way they're supposed
1: to yeah it's gonna happen every now and then it could be worse we have phones thankfully
0: yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) that that is so true so our guest today his name is uh would you I, I byron
1: morrison right Byron, looks like you're uh, muted yes. there. Okay. Yeah, yes, how yeah, are you doing yeah, today? I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm
0: excited to have you here, and I apologize for the the little glitch when I come get ready to come back up. We'll take a quick break, and then I should be back ready to go and, and all that kind of good stuff. But it's great to have you here. By the way, you don't sound like you're from around these parts. Where are you from?
1: Uh, I'm actually based in the U.K., so for once it's not actually the cold rainy uk we're going through a little bit of a heat wave so (laughs) enjoying the summer times for a change
0: now when england goes through a heat wave what does that mean exactly
1: well the problem with like everyone the rest of the world always makes fun of us whenever we have a heat wave saying like they don't know how to deal with the heat and it's not that bad but our houses have been built to insulate and keep heat in so it's probably about 30 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's, yeah, because of the way our houses are built, it's basically like being in a bit of a sauna.
0: You know, my son is over there right now. He's in the Air Force, and he is uh, just south of London. And and he says that, that the culture and everything is completely different there than it is here. Is that is that close to being true?
1: It's definitely different, but I, I also see a lot of similarities. Uh, I've spent quite a bit of time in the States, and I think out of all the other countries, it's probably like our closest comparison. We just seem to be a few years behind you guys on a few different like things going on in the world. But yeah, I think there's going to be always um, differences between cultures, but it, I think there's a lot more in common than there is different.
0: So would you kindly explain one thing to me? Because we, most of us, originally came from England. Um, But why do we drive on a different side of the road than you guys do?
1: I honestly have no clue. I have wondered that myself. Um, The rest of Europe's the same. So any time we go across to Europe, we've got to drive on the other side, which is always a bit of an interesting experience. But yeah, I have no clue why it was set up that way.
0: Because because you go to the left, you drive uh, to, on the left side of the road. And is, now, are all your cars also built that way, so that the steering wheel is on the left side,
1: or on the right? Yeah, side? everything's flipped, so it's on the opposite side to to your cars.
0: That's that's just amazing. My son wants me to go visit him, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not excited about it. I'll probably <laughs> go on the wrong side of the road and kill somebody.
1: It's actually not that bad to adapt to. I, I've learned to drive on your side of the road and like after a few minutes, you get used to it quite quickly.
0: Oh, well, that's, that's, that's good to know. That's, that's good to know. So in any event, we're here to talk to you now. You've got a brand new book coming out and that book is, is it out now or is it ready for pre-order?
1: Uh, it's out in 11 days. So yeah, the new book is called Maybe You Should Give Up Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Take Control of Your Life. Uh, yeah, it's basically been two years in the making. It's coming out June 27th.
0: Oh, good. How, how are the pre-orders going? Okay.
1: It's been going really well so far. Um, we're weighing, we've had pretty much hit our pre-order targets with Barnes & Noble. Our Amazon sales have been really decent. So you can't really tell how it's going to go until at all launches, but our numbers are tracking really well, which I'm really happy about. Oh,
0: as as well you should be. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about you and your past. How did you get to a place where you could coach CEOs and and to work with them to uh, live their lives a little bit better and and to get rid of some of the blockers that are in their way?
1: Yeah, so my journey really started over a decade ago. Um, I was at a point in my life where, to be honest, I was not in a good place. I was overweight. I was struggling with confidence. I was burnt out. And every single day was a battle to get through. And then my dad got cancer. And during his treatment, he had most of his bowels surgically removed. And he spent 25 days in ICU, most on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy. Uh, Luckily, he pulled through. It's something that I'm eternally grateful for. But that, for me, was the wake-up call that life had to change. And I wish I could sit here and say that overnight, everything magically got better. But for the next couple of years, I felt like I was taking one step forward and two steps back. And I just got to a point where I was just so frustrated. I was like, I need to figure out what's going on here. So I started learning everything I could about psychology, mindset, changing behaviors, and why we think and behave the way that we do. And what I discovered was the biggest barrier in my way was myself. It was that voice in my head that was holding me back and causing me to be my own worst enemy. So once I got out of my own head, um, I went on to write three best-selling books. I started a business helping people from around the world. That's eventually led to working with CEOs and business leaders in 15 countries. And now with the new book, I'm very much shifting the focus to helping other people who are struggling like I was, like people who are at a point in their life where they know they're meant for something more, but they're just getting in their own way and sabotaging themselves. Why do we do that to ourselves? So, it's all down to the way that your brain's been wired. Like, what anyone listening to this needs to understand is like your brain's been wired for quantity of life. And what that means, it's been programmed in a way that it wants to survive. It doesn't want to thrive. It wants to keep everything the same the same types of relationships, the same amount of weight on your body, the same amount of health and joy. It wants to keep everything the same because everything in your past was survived. Meaning, it's fast, safer than anything new. Is your goals, your dreams, your aspirations—they're all new. Meaning, they bring with them an inherent risk, and that's why whenever you want to start moving forward, your brain panics and it wants to keep you where you are. So it starts filling your head with all of these doubts and fears to talk you out of taking action.
0: That's that. That is so true, and and we we can't seem to get out of our own way. Is that is that inherently how we're built? Or is that something that that people have told us since we were little kids?
1: It's inherently how we're built just because our brain wants to keep us alive as long as possible. So it's all about understanding that even though you might be unhappy in the situation you're in right now, you might be feeling stuck or unfulfilled, your brain takes comfort in what it knows. And that's why it wants to preserve it for as long as possible. And this is why people really need to understand that the life that you wanna live is on the other side of that. But until you start challenging those stories and pushing through those doubts and really breaking through those fears, you're never going to see who you can become. So while it may be a limiting factor in your life right now, once you overcome it and you change the way that you think, that's when you can actually start taking control of your life.
0: How do you do that? (laughs) How do you change the way that you think if you've been thinking the way you're thinking like you're thinking your whole life?
1: A big part of what I talk about in the book is getting people to break away from their current identity and how they see themselves. Because what you really need to understand is like every new level of success or every change in your life is going to require a new version of you, which is why your current habits, your behaviors, your way of thinking and doing things that got you where you are, to where you are isn't going to get you to where you want to be. And that's why anyone listening to us right now really needs to think about, okay, you know what your goals and the vision for the life you want to create is. Who's the version of you who made that happen? Really start getting that image in your mind and then reverse engineer it. Ask yourself, what did they do every single day? What routines did they create? What non-negotiables did they follow through with? And then when you know that, that's going to give you your game plan to help you get to where you want to be. But then when you're in situations when usually you would rely on motivation or willpower, you've got to take how you feel out of the equation because your thoughts are holding you back. Instead, you need to ask yourself, what would the person I want to become do right now? Whether it's have that tough conversation, hit that workout, work on that report. Ask yourself, what would the person I want to become do in this moment? Would they make excuses? Would they put it off? Or would they push themselves to take action? When you start taking actions and making decisions as a person you want to become, over time, you'll start to reprogram your subconscious. You'll change the way that you think, and you'll shift your mold of the world and what you believe is possible.
0: Oh, very very Good. Good. Now, Now uh, byron, uh, byron, what we're going to do, do is i I, I just uh, logged in so we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back, we're going to talk more with uh byron uh, Morrison and his brand new book that's got coming out and it's a really good read you should get it so we'll be right back after these messages hey PTr loyal listener first, thanks for being in my dream and second, I have a new concept in business to share with you it's called socialpreneurship so What's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio.
2: When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is a Naturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. a naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash hour-store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. And (laughs) whoa! Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. You're listening to KKNW, 1150 AM. Nathan, how do I sound? Excellent, Kevin. Welcome back. Oh, good <laughs> I, I tell you what. Uh, Byron, it's one of those things that just kind of happens from time to time.
1: Yeah, the joys of technology.
0: I tell you what, but it's great to have you here and uh, it's it's awesome that you are, um, this is your third book now. Tell us about the first two books that you did.
1: Yeah. Um, it's actually the fourth one. The first one was called Become a Better You. It was very much after I went on my journey of transformation and losing 50 pounds and wanting to really pass on to others how to live a healthier life. So that was my first book that really helped me grow and scale my first company and with that company, while I was really good at helping people, truth be told, I was completely in over my head when it came to running a business. I didn't know how to lead people. I didn't know how to make big decisions. I just became stressed and overwhelmed and it just pushed me to an extreme level of burnout. And that was when I really started recognizing I needed to figure out how to become an effective leader and CEO. So I spent the next few years learning about managing people, like high performance and everything else in between. And at the time, I was working with a lot of business leaders and entrepreneurs to help them with their health and other goals. And naturally, the issues they were, were coming up in sessions of what they were dealing with they were, was causing to be burnt out. So that was really the inspiration behind wanting to pass on what I learned and getting my own role in, under control. And that was why I wrote my other books, The Effect of CEO and CEO in Control, to help CEOs and leaders actually become more in control of what the challenges they're facing every day.
0: How did you lose 50 pounds?
1: A lot of it was just eating healthier, getting into exercise. Like growing up, I really didn't look after myself. Like my diet was pretty much just KFC and Jack Daniels when I was in my kind of (laughs) uh, uh, early 20s. And it was just after my dad's cancer, I just got to a point where I was like, I need to start getting healthy. So I started pushing myself to exercise. I found something I really enjoyed there. I wanted to then learn how to do it properly. So I started learning about nutrition and it just became a... Natural thing that over time it took about nine months to do it, but yeah, I lost it and never put it back on.
0: Now, that's the key is being able to lose it because some people can get the motivation to lose that much weight, but keeping it off becomes a very big challenge over time, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think in my experience, the reason why that happens is people just focus too much on the quick fix. They're like, "I need to lose the weight," but they don't focus on the key part of it: is how do you make a sustainable lifestyle change? And that comes through developing healthy habits and behaviors. And this is why I always say to people, if you are struggling with your health, rather than focusing so much on what you need to take out of your life and trying to be perfect, focus on what you need to put in. How do you start getting yourself to be more active? How do you start putting healthier foods into your meals? How do you treat it as a change for the rest of your life? Because when you go in and you have the mentality of, okay, this is how I'm going to be, and you just focus on progress and consistency, then it becomes so much easier
0: you know there's some of us that uh it's it's kind of weird but um uh, are you familiar with uh, stomach bypass surgery or gastric bypass
1: yeah i've worked with quite a lot of people in the past when i was doing a lot of my health stuff who had gone through that and
0: did you discover that uh, at least what i've discovered is that a lot of people that go through that they lose an amazing amount of weight but it doesn't stay off for some reason It, it, yeah. it unless they change their body image and believe because there are people that believe that regardless of how much they weigh they're still fat
1: but it goes back to exactly what i just shared a minute ago the reason why they don't keep the weight off is they haven't built a foundation of healthy habits and behaviors so yes they've just lost all this tremendous amount of weight but if they just still act and behave and eat the way they did before they're just going to gain it straight back and that's why i always push people of just focusing on okay how can you start making small changes in your life rather than going into this and be like, oh, I need to do this for the next three weeks to lose some weight. Be like, okay, how can I push myself to just start walking more? How can I start adding more vegetables to my meals? How can I start eating less sugar? It's just like having these incremental changes. If you build on it over time, three, six, 12 months down the line, you have made so much progress in a way that it doesn't feel like you're overhauling your entire life. And that's when it becomes so much easier to stick to
0: that's 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 good advice right there do you have any other tips for folks that that are interested in a lot of us are under a lot of stress our lives are full uh they're full of stuff that not necessarily of our own making that we have to go do and stuff do you you have some tips on how you can balance yourself and balance your life a little bit better
1: a lot of it comes down to proper planning because most people, because life is so busy, they're constantly in a reactive state, things are happening to them, and then they react, and they just try and get through the day. And this is why if you want to feel more in control, you have to have the foresight to think ahead. Because if you don't plan for something, it's not going to happen. Like I work with a lot of business leaders who, they have the best intentions in the world that they're going to get to the gym later, or they're going to take finish early and go to date night with their partner, or they're going to do something for themselves. But then their day gets ahead of them, and... They just have to abandon it. And today turns into tomorrow, then to next week. And this is why for these really important life tasks, you have to figure out, okay, when are you most likely to be able to do it? And you have to schedule it and treat it the same way as you would a meeting with your most important client or your boss or someone where, unless the building's on fire, you're not going to cancel it. And then start looking at, okay, how do you structure your days in a way that supports it so that you can follow through? So it's firstly, to figure out, okay, what do you actually need to do? And then how do you build it into your day so that you make the time available? Well,
0: you know, I, it happens to a lot of CEOs and, and just regular people that they get into their day and things start going south or there. Something comes up that they don't expect. And so all the plans go out the window. So it takes a little bit of self-discipline to keep your plans together, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so it's this is why you really need to figure out as well why you, you are doing this. Because we can be our own worst enemies where we have great intentions, but when it comes to the moment, we just lose motivation or we find a reason not to do it. And that's why I'm such a big believer that you need something bigger than yourself driving you. You have to have a goal that you're doing it for. Like I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, I did a video recently on social media where I was talking about how there was one day where I had a really long day. I had loads of client calls. I had loads of stuff to get done. And it got to about 4 p.m. And the one thing I hadn't done yet was go to the gym. And I just wanted to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like I did not want to go and work out. And I just future paced myself though. I was like, at eight o'clock tonight, am I going to regret not having done this? And knowing myself, I know I would beat myself up. I would have been like, you should have just got it over with and did it. So I use that mental framing to avoid future pain, to push myself to take action in the moment. That's how you can get away from stuff like willpower and discipline. Because anyone can take action when they feel like it. It's what you do in the times that you don't, which is really going to determine your results. So you
0: really should or you could really plan your day so that you are actually opening up a block of time that is kind of um, important to you, important enough not to miss,
1: that you can do that. So you need to schedule your day very carefully, don't you? Yeah, you need to figure out, okay, when are you most likely to be able to do it? Because a lot of people go into and they're like, I'm just going to start doing it in the morning. But then they're not morning people. They don't do it. And then they just feel bad about it. So you need to figure out, okay, with these healthy life tasks, whatever, whether it's working out or whatever it is, you've got to feel like when knowing yourself, are you most likely to follow through? And then how can you structure time in your week to make it a non-negotiable? And it's just looking at, okay, what are you putting directly before it as well? Because let's say you're someone who's got a high-pressure job and you've got scheduled a big meeting with your boss or your board or something else at 3 p.m. and you want to go to the gym at 4, but there's a good chance that meeting's going to run over, you're setting yourself up to fail because you're probably going to run behind or you're going to be stressed and you're not going to make it. So it could be the same as someone who's a parent and needs to do the school run or someone who's like studying and as work to do for exams. Like this is not just for leaders. Like this is for anyone listening to this. You need to look at your life holistically and be like, okay, when are you most likely to be able to do this? And then what can you put in place to allow yourself to actually follow through? Now, do you recommend that somebody goes to the gym
0: or that they buy home equipment? What, what, what was the thing that worked for you?
1: Um, I personally like going to the gym. Like I do not enjoy exercising at home, but that's me. I Anyone listening to this needs to figure out what works for them. Like some people hate a gym. They like doing stuff at home. Some people want to go to a class. Some people want to go out running. They want to ride a bike. It's all about figuring out what you actually enjoy because if you try and push yourself to do something that you just dread and don't want to do, you're never going to stick to it long term. And that's why I always say it's great to take inspiration from people who've Achieve the results that you want, but you also need to look at okay, what's realistically going to actually bring happiness into your life. Like going back to the theme of this radio show, like with the positive talk, it's like what actually brings positivity and joy. Because if you're not enjoying it, then you're not going to stick to it. That is so true, and and the, the positive, you know,
0: positive talk is all about uh finding a better way to live so that you can do everything that you want to do. Have you found? I, I think I think I know the answer to this already, but like a good lawyer, you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. And I so I think that I can safely say that since you made this really cataclysmic change in your life, that you're much happier as a human being than you were then.
1: Yeah, like if I take you back to uh, over a decade ago, like to be honest, I was not in a good place mentally. Like I had times where I was so depressed, I didn't want to leave the house. And I I was just in a career that I hated. Every single day was just a battle to get out of bed. And I just remember back to that point of just feeling stuck. Like I knew I was meant for so much more, but I was also in a situation where it was just a challenge to get through the day. And that's why I've got so much empathy for people who are just doing their best to get through. Like I know what it feels like where it's just this uphill battle. And I was actually talking to a PR company recently and I told them about my journey and everything that I've been through. And the guy sat there and the he was like, that's great. But I've heard more inspiring stories. I was like, but that's the entire point. Like what I've done and what I've achieved with my life, you don't hear this. And it's not like a David Goggins one where you're like, that's incredible. I could never do that. Like I was just a guy who was at a point in his life where he was unhappy, knew it was meant for something more and he just made a decision that he was going to turn it around. And that's why I believe that if I can do this, anyone listening to this right now, who feel stuck, unhappy, unfulfilled, who want something more, they can do it as well. And that's why I want to be the person that pushes people to actually take control of the life they want.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting about that because I think, and you've probably discovered this in the last 10 years, and that is that everybody reaches a point in their life when they're going, why? And for some reason, for a lot of, for me, it happened in my early 40s. And some folks, it happens earlier or later, but you get to a point where you're like, Gosh, is this all there is? Am, am I just going to be resigned to doing this job and 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 having everything that that I've got to do, or why am I really here? Does that ever enter your conversations with people when they say, you know, uh, you know, Byron, why am I here? I must be here
1: for some reason this comes up all the time. And I think this is something that every single one of us deals with at some point in our life in one way or another. And I regularly get uh, messages from people asking me like, how do I find my passion or my purpose or what I should be doing with my life? And we seem to have built up this mindset that if we sit around and meditate and think about it enough, it's going to come out of nowhere and just hit us in the face. And <laughs> life doesn't work that way. And that's why if you're someone who doesn't know what you really love to do, that just means you haven't tried enough things. Like, you need to figure out, okay, what can you do to push yourself? Where can you go with new experiences? Where can you meet new people? Where can you engage in different things? Because that's going to allow you to figure out what you actually want to do. Like, if I use myself as a perfect example of this, growing up, I was always the kid who was picked last in sports. Like, I was overweight, I was terrible at fitness, and I had a belief that. Exercise was for people I didn't want to be like, and I would never fit in with. So I convinced myself I would never enjoy going to a gym or working out. And then after my dad's cancer, I decided, you know what, I need to get in shape. I remember the first day I went into the gym, I was so intimidated. There was all these big guys like grunting in the corner, staring at their biceps. And I actually (laughs) made the excuse. I was like, it's too busy right now. I'm going to go home and come back later when I can do it properly. And luckily, I got the confidence to push myself to go again, because after a few weeks, I started f- figuring out that actually, this is something I really enjoyed. I went from being something that I'd written off, that I convinced myself would never be a part of my life, to turning into be a passion. And then the more I did it, the more progress I made, the more I wanted to learn how to do it better. So I go into nutrition and mindset and psychology and all of these things that none of that would have happened if I didn't just push myself to face that one thing that I was afraid of. So all that gym and workout was the catalyst that got me to this point that I'm at today. Like, we wouldn't be talking if I didn't do that. And that's why I stand by my statement. Like, if you don't know what you want, you haven't put yourself in enough situations to find out.
0: That's, that really is sound advice. That that really is good advice because do you do you run into a lot of people who, who say, you know, I don't even have any idea what my passion is?
1: Yeah, especially from younger people. This is part of the reason why I wanted to write the new book because while the CEO work and stuff, I love what I do and that's going to be my core kind of client focus. What I really wanted to do next to do something that has an impact on a global and national scale, like I really wanted to give back and help people who are struggling like I was. And that's why when I was writing the book, I was very much thinking of 25-year-old version of me, like what did he need to hear and do to get out of his own head and it's like, as I was going through, I discovered that there was like seven mental blocks that every single one of us struggle with in one way or another, whether it's a CEO or a stay-at-home mom or a kid just starting college. Like we all struggle with fear and comparing ourselves to others and being too hard on ourselves and putting off our happiness. So the point of the book and the work that I'm doing now is to help people overcome that, to get them to realize that if they get out of their own head and they stop actually getting in their own way, that's when life has so many more opportunities and possibilities.
0: Well, and that's one of the reasons why some people don't like to go to the gym, because if they're just starting out going to the gym and they haven't done it before, they're probably a little overweight. They've got a little punch or a little uh, stuff here and there. And then there are all these beautiful people hanging around the gym, uh, flexing themselves and looking looking just ducky. And and it's easy to compare yourself to those folks. And how do how do you get past that? comparison thing that we go through in our head so that you continue to do it without regard to what anybody else looks like or what anybody else is doing yeah
1: I'll answer in a second, but one thing I just want to throw into that, this isn't just when it comes to working out. Like This is across the board in every area of our life. It's the same as probably people listening to us right now who want to start a business, but they look at all the other people who are more successful, so they talk themselves out of it. Well, yes. I speak to people all the time who want to start building a brand and an audience, but they look at it, everyone else has got more videos and is better on camera, so they don't want to put up that first video. Like This isn't just a health thing. This is something that we do in all areas of our life, and that's why I found that the- easiest way to do this and actually I don't want to say easy the simplest way to do this because it's definitely not easy is you need to get a tunnel vision you need to figure out okay what is it that you need to do you need to be clear on your vision and your goals and then you need to block out everyone else you need to just filter it out and stop worrying about them cuz so often in life we measure ourselves compared to others we're always looking at what everyone else is doing but if you keep comparing yourself to people in front of you you're always going to feel like you're behind and that's why you have to recognize every single one of us is on our own life and our own path and our own journey. So what everyone else is doing is irrelevant. And when you can get out of your own head and just focus on you and the things that you want and take that pressure off yourself to have it immediately, that's when it becomes so much easier just to enjoy the process that you're going through.
0: Well, yeah, because it's like uh, in my in my world. Do you know who Joe Rogan is? Yeah. So in the in the um, talk show, podcasting world, Joe Rogan is like the king. He's number one. And if I were to compare myself to him, number one, I don't have any tattoos, um, and I've never been a stand-up comic and that sort of thing. If I didn't believe in who I was fundamentally as a person, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing here because if I looked at, at Joe Rogan and some of the other hosts that are out there, it would give me the willies, if you will, because it would scare me. And I would say, no, nah, I can't do that. I'm not good enough to do that. How do you get past that?
1: Yeah. A part of it is well it's just recognizing that nothing that you feel confident in, in your life and that you're really good at, you were that way straight away like we all put this pressure on ourselves that we need to feel confident and do everything amazingly first time. With all of the things that you actually are good at right now, you've put time into, like you've put in the work, you've shown up, you've learned and you've improved. But also part of it as well is recognizing that everyone's got different goals. Like I remember when I first started my business, I'd worked really hard to get out of the corporate world. And I wanted to create a life of freedom for myself. And at the time, a lot of my friends were doing really well in their careers. Like they were game promotions, they were settling down, they were buying houses. And I remember just feeling like I was failing, like I was so far behind everyone else. And then I realized like, I didn't want any of those things. Like the reason why I left the corporate world is I didn't want to work for someone else. I wanted a life of freedom. I wanted to travel the world. But even though I knew that I hadn't taken the time to internalize it. So I was comparing myself to other people on an uneven playing field. And that's why you have to recognize that everyone's got different goals. And the more you start comparing yourself to what you assume or think they want and doing, you're never going to get ahead. So it's always just figure out, okay, what do you actually want? And then focusing on that. I know it's easier said than done, but when you can actually get that tunnel vision and just start blocking it all out, then it just becomes so much easier. Do you find, at least I've, I found in, in my
0: experience that there are times if you do something really well naturally that it doesn't take you a lot of effort to be able to do, you tend to poo-poo it. You tend to say, oh, that's not a big deal. It is
1: a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. We seem to be like our own worst enemies with this because if we saw someone else do it, we'd be like, oh, it's amazing, and talk them up. But when it comes to ourselves, we seem to have put such high standards and expectations on ourselves that it feels like we're never enough. And this is why even though being your own harshest critic is a fantastic motivator, it's never going to lead to any real happiness. And that's one of the cool parts of my message is getting people to recognize that I don't want you to lower your goals and ambitions, but I do want you to develop self-compassion to know when you've shown up and you've done your best and recognize when actually when you've done stuff, when it's amazing and being at peace with the outcome you've created. Because that perfectionist mindset that you've got isn't real. It's just a standard and pressure you're putting on yourself to achieve something that doesn't actually exist.
0: Yeah, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? By the way, you should go to Byron's website, which is ByronMorrison.com. And there's all kinds of things to uh, look at. First of all, um, there's the Next Level Mindset, which
1: is a – that's a free thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a free – basically, one way I wanted to give back to people and help them take that first step in their journey is I create a free video series called The Next Level Mindset. And it's basically going through a lot of the key principles that i work with with my clients and just like uh, it's a video training series of helping people really get out of their own head get out of a reactive state learn to think and change the way that they make decisions so they can take that big step forward in their life
0: would that be a good place for someone to start if they were if so if this message resonates with someone and they want to go pursue Talking, working with you or talking to you is get is looking at that video series a good place to begin their journey
1: yeah i'd say that's definitely a great place to begin like either that or check out i I do a lot of free content on instagram and tiktok and linkedin if anyone just searches for author byron morrison but those are like shorter condensed versions of what i talk about in the video series so someone's like i want to look in more into this but um you don't want to dive into that much like that's a good starting point and then the video series it goes through some really powerful training so i would always say like that's a free resource that's a great stepping stone starting point for anyone and by the way he's got a book that's coming out in what 11 days yeah maybe you should give up hit stores 11 days from now yeah exactly
0: exactly um um and the name of the book is maybe you should give up Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Control Your Life. Can you give us a few of the seven ways? I, I don't want to make it so that people don't buy the book because I think the book is
1: valuable, but, but uh, yeah, just a hint or two. So we've spoken about a few of them already, um, whether it's not being so hard on yourself, um, whether it's putting off your happiness and making time for the things that actually matter in life. But probably one of the biggest ones that we all struggle with in one way or another is fear. Like we all have got these goals and desires and things we want to do, but we talk ourselves out of it. And this is why the book really focuses in the fear section and getting you aware of what's actually holding you back. And then one thing that I always say to people is you need to figure out, okay, whether it's failure, rejection, judgment, not being good enough, what is it that you're actually afraid of? And then one of the strategies I use in the book is to tip the scale in the other direction. Like instead of focusing so much on what could go wrong, We need to get you to start focusing on what you're going to miss out on if you don't actually go for it. What's going to happen if at the end of the days, you look back never having gone after your dreams? What if you reach the end of the month and you haven't picked up the phone or made enough sales so that you can't provide for your family? What's going to happen in 90 days if you haven't taken action in your business and you can't support your kids? You need to find something that is more painful and creates more fear than the thing that you're putting off because when you do that, it's suddenly a big... takes, it's more painful not to take action, then you can push yourself to follow through. Because a lot of the time that fear, we build it up in our mind to be a far bigger deal than it actually is. But when you face it, you see that actually, it's not that bad. And that's how you start building your confidence, you create momentum, and that becomes so much easier to move forward. How do you work
0: with people's families and friends? And Because everybody's kind of comfortable with where you are. You may not be, but they are comfortable with the paycheck or they're comfortable with the hours that you're working or whatever you're doing. And so you when you wanna make a large change in your life, a lot of people around you go, oh, Byron, Byron, you can't do that. You should be comfortable where you are. And how do you help people understand and get through that?
1: Yeah. A lot of it comes down to communication. Like you have to be willing to have those tough conversations because people in your life like you where you are, because we all have, well, I used to have friends like this. I don't wanna say we all have, but I had people in my life who had bad behaviors like me. They didn't look after themselves. And if if you've got people around you who aren't doing it either, it makes you kind of justify your actions. And this is why when you start changing, people dismiss it because they don't wanna see that they have to change themselves. And this is why you need to start having those conversations. Like you need to explain to people why it's important to you, why this matters, why you actually want to do this. Because the people who truly love and care about you, they want you to be happy. They want you to feel good. They want you to succeed. And when you actually communicate to them the reasons behind this, then they become your greatest advocates. And if someone's weighing you down or talking you out of it or pushing you not to change, then you really have to think how much do you want to either listen to them or have that energy in your life? And I'm not saying cut out people like that, but you might want to reduce the amount of time you spend with them. Or maybe you don't want to talk to them about your goals and changes you're trying to make. You just want to do that in private and focus on it. It's just recognizing, okay, what's getting in the way of that and then putting stops in place to make sure it doesn't actually deter you from what you want to do.
0: You know, we talk a lot about energy here. And one of the things that we talk about is when you are motivated and you're passionate you you tend to your energy level seems to go up and you vibrate at a higher level and sometimes that makes it not possible for you to mesh with the people that are still at a lower uh energy
1: level or lower vibration have you found that to be true yeah it's an unfortunate part of life like as you start moving towards bigger and greater things like the reality is you're going to outgrow some people like there's a lot of people like from my past who I don't speak to as much anymore because we've we've changed and I'm very different. Like they're still fantastic people, and I'll still make an effort. I'll see them once or twice a year, but when I do sp- speak to them, like a lot of the time, they're still in the same job they were in. We were when we were 18. They're still wanting to the same things we did back then, and a lot of that's just no longer something I enjoy or part of my life. So it's not having any animosity. It's just recognizing that as you change your circle and the people around you is going to change as well. And that's okay. And you've kind of just got to be a little bit at peace with that. I I agree with you. I have a, had a high school or a, uh, a lifelong friend really.
0: And, uh, we kind of, uh, fell apart and d- didn't contact each other very much. And it got to the point where the only time that he would call me, uh, was when he'd been knee deep in, um, Bacardi rum and Cokes. And, uh, and then he would start complaining about his job. He would say, I hate my job. I can't stand my job. I, I don't know what I'm going to do because I just hate my job. And I said, go get another job. He said, I can't do that. Why not? Because I can't. That was the last time he talked to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah. that happens. It's, it's, so, it's so easy. A lot of people get stuck in that victim mindset and they focus on all the reasons why they can't do it. And that's why I've just become such a big advocate of like, instead of focusing on why it can't be done, you need to focus on why you should or need to. And this is why the central theme of the book is all about getting you to focus on what you can control. Because life's always going to be crazy. There's always going to be things going on. There's always going to be reasons not to do something. And that's why the one thing you can always control though is how you choose to show up, the actions you choose to take, and what you choose to do with your life. And that's why, at the end of your days, you're going to regret the things you don't do far more than the things that you do do. So, if you're in that point of like just being like, "Folks, and why it can't be done? Like, why not? Like, there's so many things you could do to change your situation. You just need to start push figuring out what they are and then start taking action and making it happen. You know, it's it's so sad that we do that to ourselves because you're right. At the end of the day,
0: and you know, if you talk to somebody who's a hospice worker or somebody who is in end-of-life care, one of the biggest uh, regrets people have is, uh, is one, is working too much, and two, is not fulfilling their dreams and not being part of their family and to do everything differently than they did it. And that really is a shame when you're at the end of your life and you can look you look back and that's what you're finding so i i'm with you and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on the show is that live your life to its fullest and sometimes you need help with that sometimes a coach can help you then most most time as a matter of fact i'm willing to bet byron that you have a coach
1: yeah i've since for the last decade at different periods of my life i go through different coaches for different challenges so where I like at the moment, I work with a fitness coach. I've also got a book launch coach. I've worked with a lot of business coaches in the past. I've worked with mindset coaches, health coaches, so like I'm a big advocate of we don't know everything, and the easiest way to make change in your life is, or to do something is to find someone who's either an expert or who knows what to do and can show you the way because we waste so much time and energy trying to figure it out ourselves, and that's where we just go round in circles wasting time we can never get back and that's why i've just got to a point now i'm like do you know what if i need to make big changes and i want to do something i'm going to find someone who can actually do it with the least resistance possible like i don't want to make mistakes and do things wrong even if it's just an accountability coach yep someone that can Uh, give you you you
0: work you work with them together to build a schedule and then they check in with you to make
1: sure that you're on track with the schedule accountability is so important like i've got clients that i work with who uh, there's one lady as an example like she does not really enjoy exercising and getting healthy so she's hired a personal trainer four mornings a week because she knows if she pays someone she'll go do it whereas if it was just her going by herself it wouldn't happen and that's why it's just all about looking at like what accountability do you need in your life because we all need accountability and it's just like how do you get someone to hold you to do the things that you need to do It's like whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend that you're doing it with, like whatever it is. But I also find it needs to be someone outside your family because if you go too much with the people close to you, they're too forgiving or they push back and then you get emotional and annoyed and irritated. So it's got to be something where there's no like emotional, personal investment, someone who can call you out on it, who can push you to do things that those closest to you couldn't exactly by the way
0: we're talking with byron morrison he's written the book and it's coming out in 11 days maybe you should give up seven ways to get out of your own way and control your life um i I think it's a great book it's your fourth book
1: um are you working on another one i do have two more books in the pipeline so yeah depending how this book launch goes i'm going to decide which one to do next um yeah, I've got two ideas I'm really excited about. So my first thing is just to get through this campaign and then take a break for a, a few weeks. And then I'm probably going to dive into the new one in August. Can you share with us the idea behind it? For one of them, it's a follow-up CEO mindset productivity book. So it's very much a um, build up to what I've been doing so far over the last few years, my other books with the other one. I can't share it yet because um, I'm busy pitching it to uh, publishers and stuff at the moment, but it's going to be, it's going to be building on my, maybe you should give up book. It's very much the next iteration of that. Oh, very, very good. So you've got a whole plan and that's, that's
0: part of your, moving forward is is with your passion and writing your books and stuff and you've got a whole plan and you've got it all planned out for the next i I don't know how long does it take you to
1: write a book Uh, maybe you should give up took me about 15 months um it was a little bit of an insane project um yeah i pitched it in the july year before and then submitted last november so it's basically been a two-year cycle from when it i signed the publishing deal to launch um, the other books weren't as big a project, so they only took me a few months. But yeah, for this one, it was a very much a legacy project and something that I wanted to get into a mass mark and help as many people as possible. So yeah, it was probably the most intense thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> well, and just, just having it published is a
0: big deal because uh, there are lots of folks who go and they um, go to a publisher and they say no and stuff so you should congratulate yourself just for getting it
1: published all right thank you i really appreciate it like one of my big goals has always been to be able to walk into a bookstore and be able to buy a copy of my book so it's kind of surreal that in 11 days i'll be able to do exactly that so i'm looking really forward to be able to actually go into a store and purchase it and just yeah have that experience because it's yeah it's a, very much a 10-year dream in the making
0: you know what's even a bigger deal and um, I'm a firm believer in this, is that, Byron, there's going to be somebody in the future that's going to walk into a secondhand bookstore, or it's going to go to a library, or it's going to go to uh, a bookstore, and they're going to pick up your book, and it's going to change their life. And and that, and you'll never meet them. You'll never know who that is. But you've made an, a, a significant impact in somebody's life. And that's, that's really, I think, the highest calling in all that we can do. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's always crazy to me when I do hear stories like that. Um, One that I'll I'll never forget is um, I got a message on LinkedIn. must have been about 18 months ago now um, from a guy I'd never spoken to. And he said to me, like, he'd heard me on a podcast a year before that. And I shared my story about everything i had been through and the changes I made. And he just made a decision. He was like, do you know what? If that guy can do it, I can do it as well. And he, like, went and lost a load of weight. He got out of a job he hated. He made all these incredible changes in his life. And he just messaged me just saying, like, thank you. Like, your story and what you did inspired me. I was like, I didn't even know this person existed. And it's just – that's one thing for me. It's just kind of surreal knowing that, like, the books – even the previous books have sold thousands of copies. It's just, like, insane to think that there's that many people around the world reading them. And then on the messages I do get and the positive – like response always makes it worthwhile and that's such a big reason why this book was like my next legacy project i was like do you know what i want to pass on everything i know that was causing me to be my own worst enemy so it it can help someone else actually take control of their life like that's what gets me up out of bed in the morning yeah and i i understand that and so you went from you know friday night
0: uh 10 years ago 15 years ago it might have been a bucket of uh kfc and some jack daniels and now you've made complete changes and you've lost 50 pounds you've written four books um congratulations i i just have to say that that's that is a story in and of itself
1: thank you it it really means a lot and yeah it's kind of crazy to look back on the last 10 years and how much life has changed since then and it's all by your own design
0: See, and that's the beautiful thing about it is that we all have that ability. We all have the capability that we can change our life by our own design and we can make it whatever we choose it to be.
1: Um, We just have to believe that we can do it. And you did it. That's why one thing I just love to share with anyone listening to this is to recognize like you're never more than one decision away from a completely different life. If you're not happy with what you're doing right now, you can make a decision right here and now to do something different. That you're tired of settling, you're tired of holding yourself back, and you're going to start going after what you want. Because you can't change the past, there's no point dwelling on the things you did or didn't do, but you can change your future. And that starts with making a choice right now, that you're going to shift the things that are holding you back and actually start going for what you want.
0: I'm a firm believer that the universe gives us opportunities all the time to make that uh, switch to make that change and it's just a matter of paying attention and deciding how you're going to um your how the things that come up in your life what choices you're going to make that are going to be in service to you and not in detriment to you does that make sense
1: yeah it, it, that comes back to a lot of it just becoming aware of what's going on like you need to take a step back and be like okay what am i doing right now what behaviors am i doing that are like negatively impacting my life like what am i putting up with that is holding me back because what you tolerate you can never change and when you start becoming aware of the things that are getting in your way and the patterns and behaviors that are having a negative impact that's when you can start to change them but it all begins with that clarity figuring out what you want what's holding you back and what you need to do to change it I really like your message. I like, I think the
0: book's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be a, a very big self-help book for a lot of folks. And congratulations on writing it. And it's coming out in 11 days. Maybe you should give up, or maybe not. Seven ways to get out of your own way and control your life. Um, Byron, I'm going to set myself aside here, and I'd love for you to tell our audience anything that's in your heart to tell them.
1: Yeah. So one big part of my message that I just want anyone listening to this to understand is like one of the biggest lessons I learned after my dad's cancer and how many years I spent watching from the sidelines is that the harsh reality is that far too many people are going to wake up at 65. They're going to look back at the life that they could have lived and the chances they didn't take. And they're going to be thinking, what if? And that's why what's far more terrifying than failure, than rejection, than not getting it right, is regret. And I don't want that for you. For anyone listening to this right now, please start going after what you want. Because when all is said and done, I don't want you to regret the things that you didn't do. So make today the first day of the rest of your life. And just so you know, I'm one of those
0: 65-year-old people. And I have made the decision that I'm not going to just let it be. I'm going to do what I want what I, I was in my heart to do which is what this radio show is all about and uh I'm not done yet I've got a whole long time left to do it and uh, and uh I I would love to have you back can we come back after the release and we'll see how it does
1: yeah I'd love to come back on
0: you're 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 an awesome man and I really appreciate your you, you know you losing the weight and and by the way how's your dad is your dad still with us
1: yeah, he's doing really well. He's actually has started getting into working out and looking after himself. Like I've been the push for him on that end and he's doing fantastic. So yeah, it's been a family turnaround on that one.
0: And there again, what you've done is not only impacted your life, and this goes for our, all of us, but when you change your vibration, you start doing the things in life that you really want to do, you positively impact other people in your life as well. And uh, so that's, that's, that's a great story as well. So that's, that's your third book coming up. So um, so <laughs> Byron Morrison has been our guest. Maybe you should give up seven ways to get out of your own way and control your life. Go to his website, byronmorrison.com. Thank you, young man, for being here. I really
1: appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is a lot of fun
0: good I'm glad you enjoyed it and uh, with that we'll be back at three o'clock this afternoon with our intimacy coach uh, uh, Amy color I hope you'll hang for that that's gonna be on Kixie. and thank you so much for being here and by the way be kind to one another because each other's all we've got hey PTR loyal listener first thanks for being in my dream and second I have a new concept in business to share with you it's called socialpreneurship so what's that well it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world KM Media is such a company we believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio.
2: When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is a-naturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. a-naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash hour-store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great.